Hello, my name is Asha, and I am also known as the Intuitive Wanderess. Welcome to the magical and mystical space where we dive deep into what it means to trust ourselves and follow our own paths. Join me as we manifest a life that meets our heart's desires, filled with abundance and fun. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of The Intuitive Wanders. I am your host, Asha, and don't I always say it? I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's been a while, though. Like, the last episode that I posted, I want to say, was towards the beginning of the summer, and it was basically talking about grief on a summer morning. So, it's been it's been a couple of months of just I want to say shedding. I've been shedding old skin. I have been transforming and when those moments happen, I feel like I have to shut down in a sense. I have to kind of like really focus on what the universe is trying to tell me and I don't have anything to give out. I'm I'm having to take in a lot of information, a lot of insights. And that's just what I've been doing this summer. I've been retreating. I've been to myself. I've just been in a different head and heart space. And I'm ready to talk. I'm so ready to talk about it today. I'm ready to just kind of share a specific topic about taking up space. And I think this is going to relate perfectly to just this summertime hiatus I've taken um, because it required me to take up some space. And that's something that I'm just not comfortable with doing. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with with accepting that it's a part of life and I get to do this and I need to do this. So Let's kind of backtrack and um, define what I'm talking about when I say take up space. So I'm even going to bring it all the way back to relationships, right? And specifically my preferences in relationship as the more feminine part of the relationship, attracting a masculine energy a masculine partner the relationship for me that I'm in gets to be somewhat of a container it gets to be a safe space to really practice diving deep into my feminine energy and what it means to be feminine for me a big part of being feminine and opening up is allowing myself to feel and be vulnerable. It's allowing myself to show up and not have much to offer other than myself. (laughs) It's being able to take my time and not feel the need to rush in order to meet other people's needs, but to prioritize my needs. It's, It's putting myself first. And some of you all can hear this and think, I already do that. I do that. And I'm a man. I do that in all of my relationships and all aspects of my life. And I commend you. 
I'd love to sit here and say that that's how I move in every aspect of my life, but that hasn't been the case. And as I reflect on previous relationships, as I reflect on um, my work experiences with career and a lot of those, but specifically romantic relationships and career, finance, and money, all of those three things, um, they have really, really, really been exposing me to myself and exposing me to where I have been consciously, where my awareness has been as it relates to feeling like I'm asking for too much, feeling like I am unworthy of my desires. And that's that's a vulnerable share. It is a vulnerable share because it's so much easier to say we have our desires and we get to have our desires. Life is working for us. Just own it. Just ask for it and boom. But as I intuitively wander, <laughs> as the intuitive wanders, I have been I have been forced to expand. I have been forced to become more honest with myself, to accept myself more, um, and to realize where I'm struggling to show up authentically, to show up multifaceted, completely whole in who I am. Because in a lot of areas, I haven't accepted parts of me. So speaking on relationships romantically and also just friendship, familyship, I struggle to ask for what I need. And my mechanism of asking for what I need in the past has been meeting other people's needs. I will meet people's needs because genuinely I have such a I have such an observer mentality. I can clearly see things and where I can fit, I do that to help people feel seen and to meet their needs. And I don't think there's anything bad about that. I think that's a beautiful gift that I have. I think it's it's just a part of my nature and who I am. But I have had to be honest with myself and say, okay, the times where you have grown resentful and upset with people, what exactly did they do to you other than meet their own needs? Maybe had you owned and met your needs and not put so much energy on meeting their needs, maybe you wouldn't be so resentful. Ooh, that's hard to hear. <laughs> it's hard to hear sometimes, but that's one of the getting really honest with myself that I've had to do. So when I started to take my energy away from meeting people's needs and making that my priority, making that my sole purpose, it left a huge gap of space and time. Well, what do I do? Who am I if I'm not meeting people's needs? Will they still like me? Will they still want to be around me? It really tapped into a lot of my insecurities. It really created holes in the identity that I've created for myself. 
And like I said, it's easier to put on that front and be performative and say, yeah, well, I'm meeting my needs. You know, my energy is my currency. This is this and this is that. But it's it's been levels to this, at least for me, to really own that and to continue to own that and trust that by meeting my needs, by honoring myself, by prioritizing myself, I am saying, one, I'm taking responsibility for me. Two, I'm treating, I'm teaching people how to treat me. Three, I'm able to create some space and allow people to take care of themselves and meet their own needs. I'm removing codependency. I'm no longer enabling people's bad behavior and vice versa. Um, but of course, anything that you have to collapse, it's going to cause grief. It's going to cause this feeling of just like, I think I fucked up. <laughs> like, maybe I should not have collapsed that. Maybe I shouldn't have destructed this self-concept. Um, and, and it's just been a lot of chaos, to be honest with you. A lot of wanting to retreat back to my old ways, even though I know that I'm on the right track. And going back to what I'm saying about relationships, my relationship, um, specifically my romantic relationship, really puts me to the test of taking up space meeting my needs and trusting that when I meet my needs and I do the things that Asha needs to do and what feels good for me without feeling like I have to do for, for him and, and take care of him and do whatever I think is necessary to keep the love. It's put me in a very vulnerable space. You know, it's put me in a very vulnerable space where my mind is going and my mind is like, see, did you see that little microaggression that he did? Did you see that frustration that this person had? Did you see this? I told you that you have to meet people's needs. I told you that you can't put yourself first. People are going to think that you're rude or that you're cold or that you're this, that, the third. And it's really an internal war. (laughs) The world outside probably doesn't see all of this. And we all have varying degrees of our struggle. So where something may not be a big deal to me, it's a big deal to another person. And I'm saying that because I want you to have compassion for yourself. I want you to not feel like you're alone and that this chaos that you're experiencing as you're shifting from one old self-concept to another all of that is necessary and all of that is a part of the process. It's always just coming back to what you have decided. I've decided that I get to tap into the feminine state. I get to tap into the goddess state. I get to tap into the state of me that's just confident and has high self-esteem right? I get to take care of myself. I get to ask for what I need. And I get to put a lot of that energy that I was putting on others back on me, which that's what taking up space means for me. Taking up space is choosing to use the energy that I have put on other people and other things and and other careers, putting it back on me. 
where in the relationships in the past I have put it all on my partner, trying to meet every one of his needs, trying to keep us together, ultimately taking on a more masculine role where I was trying to lead the relationships. And it exhausted me because that's not truly who I wanted to be. That's not truly what I wanted out of a relationship. I wanted to enjoy the ride. (laughs) I just wanted to enjoy the ride. And in order to enjoy the ride, you have to learn how to surrender. You have to learn how to ultimately be the passenger in this ride. And that's triggering for a lot of us women who have a very strong masculine energy in us. We are the women who know how to work hard. We know how to get shit done. We know how to stay focused and meet our goals. So to be in a relationship and turn that down some so that for the majority of the relationship, it's polarized and your partner's masculine and you're feminine, it might not be for everybody. But that is something that's important to me. It's important to me to really surrender and to relax and trust because it's bigger than just even my romantic relationship. For me, it's me learning how to trust the divine masculine, the, the, the masculine aspect of God, of the universe, learning how to surrender and not be such an overthinker. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really, really interesting. One of my mantras, <laughs> I have a couple of mantras in different aspects of my life. When it comes to the relationship, it's like, my only job is to be feminine. (laughs) My only job is to be feminine. And that really just kind of keeps me back in my body and not in my head. It's trusting my partner. It's relaxing in his presence. It's co-creating with him and not feeling like I need to run the show. Um, It's allowing him to run the show when he wants to and also, you know, flowing and being fluid with him it's it's a lot of that and I enjoy it and I really appreciate it um when it comes to to my work right I currently have a corporate job and it's so crazy because I had been at this job for several years I left the job and took a one-year hiatus for myself and then I've come back to the job and so much has changed within this job and it's really just been a reflection of my own switch in consciousness my own shift in awareness i came into this job with a higher self-esteem with a clarity of who i am and that my authentic self is my abundant self and i'm paid to be myself so i do not have to show up differently at this job or be performative in order to be abundant, to receive a paycheck, to be paid, right? So when I came into the job, I came in hard with that energy. So I got everything I wanted. I wanted a certain amount of hours, I got that. I wanted a raise, I got that. I wanted to work from home, I got that. It was boss energy, okay? It was full on goddess energy, full on (laughs) boss energy. And I was feeling good in my body. I felt like I had a a good balance. And then things started to shift where my old self-concepts 
started to appear back again, right? So giving you an example here, same job, same me. One self-concept in my previous job was I can't take up space, right? Taking up space at work looks like, oh my gosh, there's so much that they're demanding from me. I can't get it done. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I have to put the work's needs before my own, right? So I was not taking space, taking up space. I was allowing my job to take precedence over me and my needs, my mental health and my mental well-being to the point that I've gone straight into burnout, to the point that I have was so burnt out that I left my car running for the whole day and didn't even know it. Like that kind of out of out of body experience, that kind of stress that I was putting myself on for the job that I had. Whereas coming back, there was a lot more, I'm going to take up a lot more space. I have experience now and I have a lot more clarity on what works and what doesn't work for me and when I'm reaching my tipping point and when I'm not. So I came in leading with that, having stronger boundaries, essentially taking up more space taking up more space, meeting my needs before I met the needs of the company and finding a way to meet both of our needs, but I'm not being left out anymore. So things were going really well. Then um, since I have gone back to this job, it just hit a year in August since I've been back and I found myself like it was just so subtle I found myself going back to this old self-concept of like the people pleaser Asha, the Asha who's burning herself out, the Asha who's not taking up space and allowing her work to to be the priority over her mental well-being. Even to the point where my manager was like, Asha, you haven't taken any days off. Like, do you have anything coming up on the calendar? And I was just like, "Mm, no. (laughs) But I was getting resentful. I was getting bitter. I was getting frustrated. I was feeling just busy, but I wasn't feeling productive or accomplished. And um, that happens, right? Because I felt like I was spiraling. I felt like I was going backwards and it was frustrating me. So not only am I seeing and experiencing what I don't want, I'm also judging and criticizing myself because it's like, I shouldn't be here. I know better. I have overcome this. Well, in the nature of spiritual development, in the nature of just personal development and and embodiment, it is a practice. It is a daily practice. And each time you level into this, level up or just dive deeper into your embodiment of who you are, who you choose to be, you're going to hit plateaus you're gonna hit moments where it's like it's just chaos but I've learned and I'm learning it hasn't been pretty (laughs) I'm not gonna lie there but I'm learning how to ride the wave just ride the fucking wave I have definitely tried to go against the current I have definitely just stopped and was like fuck it let me just sink I have tried to jump hoops and move through this but one of the biggest things I've had to learn is just ride the wave and trust the process and I'm so happy that I've been experiencing this because 
it's showing me, yes, I have shifted. I have shifted when it comes to my romantic relationships and my dating p- patterns and, and, and who I'm engaging with and my friendships and, and partnerships and family ships. I'm, I'm elevating as it comes to career. I'm elevating as it comes to finances. But there's still those parts of me who was alive for very many years, right? I've been in this new self-concept for a much shorter period than I've been in my old self-concept my old way of thinking and way of doing. So this idea of I'm going to take up space, I'm going to allow myself to take precedence and and prioritize myself, that no one can tell me that I'm doing it right or wrong. It's it's my mind. It's my own internal workings that are like, oh girl, that's not it. You're not doing that right. Or, oh, you messed up. Um, And being that I am... (laughs) I'm a very heady person. I'm a very, I can stay in my head and my thoughts. It's just very natural for me. I, I it, It's difficult. I don't want to say it's difficult, but it does take intentionality. It takes some intention for me to come back into my body, to slow down, to not feel rushed. Um, and even going into different environments, like I went to the park today um, for a little bit and I just was writing and literally observing the different environments like the people that were listening to music and some people that were walking and some conversations like it it's it's it gets me back into the present moment which then starts to just get me out of my head I guess or just allow the universe to move through me and then I start to just come up with concepts and ideas for my personal work um, my personal brand, The Intuitive Wanderers, and things just start to make more sense. Um, so that was that was today. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening today. But yeah, taking up space has been a really big concept for me. Um, one of the other things that has been huge, and it's a reoccurring pattern, I'm seeing it everywhere. I was seeing it at work, then I started seeing it with the conversations I was having with my family. Uh, And it's this idea of being rushed. One of the things that I talk about um, on this podcast is there's no urgency. And you can look at it in many ways. Well, Asha, if it's a burning house, don't you think there's some urgency? Yes, obviously. Be prompted to respond, to move, and to react. I'm talking about the urgency that your mental chatter brings on to you. The urgency of I'm doing this wrong. I've got to react. I've got to fix this. The urgency of I'm not living to my highest. I'm overcritical. I've got to do better. That urgency is false. It's it's false. (laughs) And it's probably one of my bigger reminders when I'm feeling like I have to rush I almost look at it like the example of let's say you and your friend want to go work out together your your friend wants to run your friend runs like every day that's their thing you do not run at all if you ain't running to the to the refrigerator if you ain't running after the ice cream man if you ain't running after I don't know we ain't about that life right 
So you want to run with this friend because you know they have something to offer, right? Maybe you'll get better. You don't want to work out alone. You want to enjoy someone's company. But there's a part of you that feels like you're going to hold this person back. Taking up space for me has really been about receiving support. The part of me that's so independent, which I adore and appreciate, it has a shadow to it. And the shadow is I'm independent because I felt like I needed to be independent. I've gone through life experiences where it's required me to be independent, especially independent of my emotions, independent of my physical well-being, independent of my mental state. So because I have such an independence around those things, it's difficult for me to be vulnerable. It's difficult for me to say, hey, I want to run with you. But I might stop every five, like every block, I might stop. And that makes me feel uncomfortable because I feel like I'm holding you back. And allowing that conversation to happen, allowing you and this person to co-create and say, oh no, you don't have to worry about it. Like, I'm just gonna jog light. It's not a big deal. We can go at your pace or coming up with another solution. When you move through life and you're only focused on how you're going to handle things, even though it involves multiple people, that's that's a defense mechanism, sis. That's a defense mechanism, bro. That is you trying to do all of this shit and carry this heavy load by yourself when nobody asked you to. Nobody asked you to. You get to surrender. You get to take up space, even if it means this might make me cry, which might make you uncomfortable, but I am worthy of taking up space and receiving your support. And it definitely takes a level of discernment. It takes a level, it's going to take a level of risk for you to see who can I take up space with, but The idea that I'm not going to take up space in order to keep a relationship, in order to keep a a, a work ship, a dynamic, that is where I have and am learning how to evolve past. I have often sacrificed myself and remained really, really small in order to keep people happy, to keep people satisfied, to keep people good and... um, That has failed me on so many occasions. As I mentioned, with work, by not taking up space, by constricting myself and basically performing, I ended up physically harming myself to to, to exhaustion. I ended up creating circumstances in my life that made no sense mentally. Who leaves their car running all day? A person who's absent-minded and who has abandoned themselves in order to meet the demands of this job. Meeting the demands of the job, the demands that I've probably created in my mind to align with the idea that in order to be worthy, you have to work really, really hard. In order to be loved, you have to really, really give. You gotta give everything, right? So this summer, especially, I mean, these past couple of years, but this summer, it's 
it's been a weird space of moving past this old way of thinking and this old way of moving and coming into a newer concept and realizing it's still new to me. So it's not going to always feel like I'm doing it really naturally. It's not going to feel like I am embodied in it. Um, but I still get to keep going, right? Perfect example, fitness is, is huge to me. I'm, I'm really into physical fitness and working out because it's a perfect example of take it day by day right? You're not going to just wake up and have muscles. You're not just going to wake up and, you know, be the the body goals that you want to be, even though, okay, after every squat game, after every pull day, honey, we check that mirror and we, we look for whatever we can find. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day that the real results are going to show up through your consistency. And sometimes your consistency may look different, but some way, somehow you just keep showing up, right? So some days you got all the energy. Other days you just barely made the cue. I only have to work for 30 minutes today. Fuck it. I made it 30 minutes and nothing more, right? But ultimately you kept showing up. You kept showing up in this version of you that says, I am active. I'm a physically active person who takes care of their body and I prioritize this time. Same thing goes for our mental states. And that's a huge part of what the intuitive wanderers is for me and what I hope to share with you all. This level of becoming aware and then embodying the versions of you that you want to be, it takes time. And that's okay. And the time is not always linear, right? Which is why you can move like you're going up, up, up into progress and then kind of plummet. But that plummet can skyrocket you into such a quantum leap. Quantum leap, quantum manifestations. That is how life goes. So I really hope that this adds value to you, I want you to remember that you get to take up space. And taking up space is, like I said, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, right? Allowing yourself to be seen. That one is, is, that is the big one for me. Allowing myself to be seen, as in stating how I really feel or showing up afraid, Sometimes we we try to plan everything and we try to be so perfect before we make our first step. I can't go to this party because I'm shy and I'm nervous. Well, go nervous and shy, but do it. Do it for yourself if that's what you want to do. I want to have my own business, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get there. Well, just do what you can, right? Taking up space is asking for support or receiving it. When people want to support you and show up for you, let them recognize that that is their blessing to you and your blessing is being able to receive that. Taking up space is not rushing yourself, not feeling like you have to get it together so that you, you're not a mess around people. How many times are we in relationships where we feel like, I don't want to waste my partner's time. Oh my gosh, I'm a mess today. That's okay. Because people that love you, people that care for you, they get to 
told you one of my, um, when I, as you can see, (laughs) when I am going through things, I often retreat and I don't think retreating is a bad thing, but I've had to learn to, to see what the intention is for why I retreat. And I had gotten into a very depressive state, um, depression. While I have not been diagnosed with depression and I'm not speaking that over my life, I've definitely been in spaces where there's just this great pressure of just feeling depressed. And I had that happen um, in the earlier part of this year and it caused me to really like push away a lot of my friends and... I had to do a couple of things. I had to learn to give myself first what I needed, right? So even though it was pushing them away, not even pushing them away, but just saying, hey, I'm not available, it was what I needed and something that I probably wouldn't have been able to do in the past. Um, But the way the feelings were in my body, I can just tell I'm in a space where I can't even hide these things anymore. The other thing that I had to to learn how to do was trust that I'm still deserving of love, even though I'm not showing up in the way that I think people love me for. I may think people love me because I'm charismatic or I'm funny or I'm nice. So when I'm not those things, I can be very critical of myself and feel like people are not going to have the same level of support if I can't give them that. Um, so that was an ultimate test for me to really ask for what I needed and trust my process. And I'm grateful because I feel like it really gave me a a space to be vulnerable and to just dive deeper with my friendships instead of just staying surface level. Um, but it's work. It's work. I'm a very, I'm a very organized, uh, is that the word? I'm a very logical, step-by-step person. I love systems and processing. Uh, That's something that I'm really good at doing. I'm really good at seeking out patterns in all kind of conversations and really using that to exemplify something and show somebody something. However, (laughs) when life is causing me to open up a lot quicker than I'm prepared for, it dispels all patterns. So it's unpredictable and it's in a space of the unknown and that can be terrifying and it can be overwhelming and exhausting and it ultimately forces me to surrender every single time. So that's what's been happening. That's where I've been at. Um, Even when it came to this podcast, like I was like, I've got to commit, I've got to do my podcast every Sunday and every, you know, week and my spirit, my body was like, yeah, girl, we not, we not doing this. <laughs> we'll be back, but we not doing this. Um, and I had to, I had to ultimately surrender to that and trust the process. So yeah, 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 yeah. I have no promises for you all. I am just doing the work, aligning with my soul's purpose For those who are still with me, I love you and I appreciate you and I hope that you have found some value. If you've made it all the way to the end of this episode, um, thank you. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for listening. Shout me out. Give me some love on on um, the Intuitive Wanderers on Instagram if you like. I'd love to connect with you all. And yeah, until next time. Bye.